Welcome to the final episode of Season 1 of Just Talk of Gay. I'm here, my sidekick is here, and so is our guest comedian and host, Shinadu. So, make sure you grab your snacks, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And if you're tuning in on Anchor.fm, leave me a message. You may just be featured in an upcoming show in the next season. And check out our listener feedback to see who has already been featured. Shinadu, welcome to the show. We are glad you could join us for an episode of Just Talk of Gabe. I'm honored to be here, man. Thank you for having me, Gabe. Thank you for being on. So I know our listeners want us to dive right in, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so since we have been in lockdown, what's the one thing that you've been missing during quarantine? Uh, I have been missing live shows, honestly, the most. Um, to To see the actual laughter from the crowd is what I've been missing the most. Uh, during this entire ordeal, I would say. Oh, that I think that's that's an interesting um, point there. I think Gabe, the one thing, what have you been missing? I want Chipotle. That's it, Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chipotle. Yeah, I just want some tacos. Man, I honestly, I, I I don't fault you, man. I love tacos too, man. And ch- Chipotle is good. I ain't gonna lie. You are um, a comedian, a host, and stuff. So, like, how did your personal journey start? Um, I want to say, um, I want to say, I I've always loved comedy since I was a kid. It was kind of like it was like kind of like my uh my refuge, if you will, you know, my childhood. So, you know, when you're going through it, it, it doesn't seem rough though. But you know, there were definitely rough, a lot of rough moments uh, growing up. And laughter always kind of got me through. So I always just loved comedy itself. I always loved comedy movies and laughing. And when I was around 12, 13, was, uh, when I, uh, was when I first uh, kind of discovered stand-up comedy. I, you know, I started watching Comic View and seeing people like, you know, like the Eddie Murphy stand-ups and Dave Chappelle and all those guys. And it just got me hooked in it. And I um, ended up doing my, uh, my high school talent show my junior year of high school. Uh, I auditioned to be the host because I wanted to try stand-up. I figured being the host, I got the most time to do stand-up between acts. I could tell jokes, work on it, and um, and I ended up getting it. They stand up for the first time then, and at that point, I was completely hooked to it. And um, I had the plan of becoming a comedian. This is 2000. This is a long time ago, too. This is 2005 when I graduated from high school. Wow. 2005, wow. man. Yeah, 2005. That's 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I um At that point, there were these new, uh, there was this new thing around that was called MySpace. This was when MySpace had just come out. And I had been hearing about people who were putting content on there, on there. And there was a new app, uh, there was a new thing coming out for college students called Facebook. And that was something I wanted to look into because at the time, you had to be a college student in order to be on Facebook at that time in 2005, 2006. So this was, uh, you know, these were, these were the emerging social media apps. And I was just coming out of high school. So it was my plan to take a year off stand-up comedy work on videos because ironically for the talent show i did a video package to open the show like my the whole premise was my character couldn't get into the show that i wasn't on like the list from the security guard and then uh, the security guard ended up being a, a phony person it was a it was it was a funny bit with it that that, that led me into uh coming to the show late so um and it was just, um something i really enjoyed I, I i always thought that videos would do something good because this is when chappelle show was like red hot it was new and everybody loved it. I was like, man, I'm about to go out here 
and be the next Chappelle and have the next Chappelle show. And my dad found out, you know, that's African dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he found out and um, yeah, pretty much, uh, uh, pretty much scared me out of my dream. I basically want to say, you know, Aww. you know, you know, the whole spill, you know, uh, you know, so on the harsh realities, you know, what, what, what will you do for food? money, you know how much comedians make, you know, to him, he's like, you know, you're not, you know, at that time, you know, the hottest comedians, you know, you know, of course, it was Chappelle, too, you know, you know, you're not Chappelle or Chris Rock, you know, those guys are already established, and and he he told me at the time, he's like, this whole video thing, that's not gonna pan out, man, it's a fad, it's, it won't be around forever. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so um, I end up uh, being scared out of my dream, so I end up just uh, going to college, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't regret going to college. I went to the University of Houston. You know, I don't regret it at all. It was a great experience, but uh, I always knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. So, you know, I, I just, you know, I changed my majors a bunch of times, just trying to see whatever career I could get that could pay me the most money, which is never a good idea to do, guys. You know, if yeah. you're, if you're in school right now, and you're trying, to, if you're googling what pays six figures, that's not the way to figure out your career. Okay, it, it was a, uh, <laughs> it was just difficult. Uh, just never, just you know, just staying in there and knowing what I wanted to do the whole time, and it it came to a point I didn't even speak on it for a long time that I wanted to be a comedian though because I was like, you know, it's not gonna happen. Just go to school, get a degree, and so um, I ended up finishing uh finishing up at U of H around 2011, I think, or 2012, and up finishing there, I ended up uh, ended up getting a job that was it was it was it, it wasn't a bad job, it was it was a, a pretty good job, you know, but. Probably I think a month, I think a month or two later, I ended up getting ended up getting laid off from that job anyway. Ooh. Uh, because this is around the time where uh, you know the uh, you know the the economy took took a dip uh in the field I was working in, and I ended up getting laid off. And so, you know, I felt at that point, um, you know, I I got laid off. You know, and I'm married too at this point as well. So I'm sitting there, I'm married. You know, you're thinking you did everything right. You know. You got to you get you, you know, got your degree and all that and you get laid off. And so my dad's suggestion was go to grad school. And for me, I was like, oh, and get more debt. No. So I'm not <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> I felt at, at, at that moment when I got laid off and I sat in my car, for me, I realized that you spent all that time in school. You got the degree to end up in the to, to avoid ending up in the exact place you're in right now. Right. Right. So, so for me, I was like, since I'm here, you might as well go for what you love anyway, since you're here anyway. Huh. So, so the decision was to go for it. And that was in 2012. I made videos every day and did stand up shows as much as I could. And I did that every day for five years. And in 2017, uh, one, one of my videos went finally went viral. And from there, all the other videos went viral as well. People started noticing who I was. They realized I was a comedian. Came to the stand, stand to came up, came out to the stand up comedy shows, and the rest has been history since. That's, That's an interesting story. Very interesting story. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned African Dad. I know a lot mm -hmm. of your your comedy is about African Dad. Is that really a true depiction of your dad, or is it an exaggeration? Of, yeah, just a little. Oh bit, no. Maybe. Oh no, it's true. It's <laughs> no, it's true. It's a uh, that is that 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 is my dad. Um, people people who uh, who even know my dad, you know, people that are his age and things like that, they'll tell you, no, that's that's him. Uh, you know, I, of course, uh, 
I'll of course include certain inflections for comedic humor for the video, of course, but right. those are uh just about all those are true stories. I, oh, I, I think oh, those, those this is all those true stories. So um, what does your dad think about your depiction of him in your comedy? Ne- uh well when he first discovered it, uh, you know, he wasn't too pleased at first, I'll be honest with you. Uh when he found out I was doing comedy, you know, it was a, you know, I you know, his whole, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but you know. You know, it's not going to pan out. You need someone with some stability, you know, and nothing that's, you know, nothing that will just be, you know, that will be gone, gone with the wind. And so what happened was, and of course, uh, my parents divorced when I was about five years old. And uh, my dad, he he remarried uh, later. I was like, I think he remarried and uh, had more kids when I was around 17, junior high school. So my uh, my other siblings are, are, are a lot younger than me at this point. So at this point, they're, they're what, uh, maybe between eight to 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So at, at this point, uh, they're online and uh, they see, they, they just happen to see an African that video that I make. Cause I, you know, I'm doing videos, but I'm not telling my dad what I'm doing. You know, okay. he just, okay. you know, I'm just working on my own stuff, doing shows and all that. And so they end up finding it one day. Cause uh, I think, I, I think they, and they end up finding out that um, I, uh, I had a YouTube channel and you know, at that age, kids, at that age in YouTube, you know, you know, everyone wants to be a YouTuber. So right. some of them had YouTube channels themselves. So they think it's just something cool. Let me follow my brother. And they watch the videos. And then, you know, it was, of course, more than what they expected. They saw, like, you know, episodes of, of my web series and my comedy videos. And African Dad themselves, though, because, you know, they, you know, they live with our dad. So they know <laughs> this is him. So they're watching this and just cracking up laughing and just <laughs> laughing and laughing and laughing. And so they ended up, uh, and so uh, they're laughing loud enough to where like my uh, my dad came in the room. What, what you know? What are you guys watching? And they say, oh, you know, uh, we're watching, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're watching Chief. You know, that that's what they call me, my family. We know watch him, and, and my dad sees it, and he just like, you know, of course, immediately calls me, and so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, immediately calls me. Uh, not not too happy at all, but it was one of those things that what I learned about parents is that. They will always give you a hard time about whatever dream it is you have, because for them also, and, and it might not even be a, a conscious thing that they do, is like they have to really see that you really are about this dream yeah. because this is your life. Yeah. Like, and and I feel in most cases, no matter what parent you have, if you are showing that you really are dedicated to whatever it is you're talking about, eventually, somehow, some way they will at least acknowledge it and to some levels respect what you're doing. Yeah. At least at bare minimum. And so for my dad, it got to a point where he just saw, he was like, okay, well clearly you're not going to quit. So, I mean, Hey, you know, I told you, I think it's a waste of time, but do 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 what you do. So I kept going. And so that was in 2014. So, you know, we kept, uh, kept going on and things like that. But now you fast forward to now, absolutely loves it he's so proud <laughs> uh my son is on the morning my son's on the, the news the morning show my son is in this movie have you seen him on this side have you seen the tour so <laughs> you know it just goes to show that uh you know over time and you know and you know of course uh certain things happening now he's on board he thinks it's hilarious now thankfully that's yeah. good awesome he's your yeah. number one fan yeah so. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably say number seven because he's not <laughs> 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 Besides your dad, where do you find inspiration for your comedy? Uh, I would say um, everyday life. Um, the majority of my stand-up comedy itself is all self-reflective. 
So it's always about my life and just my childhood, adulthood, things that I'm going through now, changes in life. But um, I always just honestly just find a comedy and just general observation because I, I feel I feel there's almost humor in everything. And you just sit there and it's all about giving your honest perspective on it in a way that can make everyone laugh. That's true. That's yeah. true. That is mm-hmm. right. right. What do you hope people take away from your comedy and why? Um, that it is okay to laugh at pain sometimes, most times, all the time, actually. It's okay. Um, my, especially with the tour I have now, laughter is healing. Of course, I, you know, um, I, you know, it's, I, I added the reloaded logo on it though, because of course, you know, I had to shelf it for a few months because of COVID. But now that, you know, things are, you know, now that we have, we have a better understanding of safety protocols and measures and I was able to find venues big enough to where I can have people very spread out so where no one's really in contact with each other i decided to reload it again but the the main message is that laughter is healing you know i'm, I'm a firm believer that laughter is god-given medicine to help us get through certain things in life that's a good message. it's that's a great message yeah. and uh that's that's always the the main thing i want people to that laughter is there for you whatever pain you're going through healing is within you we want you to laugh at it, find that joy, hold on tight to it, and then push through. That's true. That is true. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. You're constantly on the road touring. So how important is it for you to connect with your fans? Uh, it's very important. Um, I, I normally do meet and greets for all my shows. Uh um, I want to take pictures with everybody. I wanna shake I wanna make sure I shake everyone's hand when they go. Of course, this is of course pre COVID, of course. But right. Uh, uh, you know, going go, uh, going for it now. The the all that will be altered because, uh, to stay in, uh, in, you know, to stay in alignment with with, with new rules, guidance, and protocols, of course. But uh, normally for my shows is always uh, very interactive. I wanted to make sure I can shake everyone's hand, see everyone, meet everyone, uh, and just thank each person for coming because I can vividly remember a time when I was doing a lot of shows and no one was coming. So mm-hmm. now yeah. that now that so many watch now and support now and follow now, I want them to always know that they're appreciated. That's amazing. Cause I, I know I, I look through your, um, your Instagram myself. I follow you too. And I see how you interact with your fans on Instagram. A lot of people, you know, don't a lot of that. celebrities don't do that. And so that's, that means a lot, whether you know it or not, people, you know, take the time to leave you a comment and you take the time to respond or like it. Yeah. You know, that, that's definitely kudos to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you for following me. I appreciate that. <laughs> it, it's a family affair over here. We, we're both, we both like, hey, did you see Shinada's news video? And we'll like send it to each other. But we're yeah. both following you. So uh-huh. Yes. That always makes me happy to hear, especially when I hear that families follow me. That That's one of those added bonuses that always makes me happy to always hear. Since we've had a little extra time on our hands due to the pandemic, have you done any new hobbies or tried anything? Uh, actually, uh, I have, uh, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, working on, uh, more advanced editing tools right now, just cause, uh, you know, I, I love, you know, I feel, I pride myself on being a stand-up comedian first, but I'm also a content creator. And I felt that this time and this season, while, uh, it, it, it put stand-up co- it being, it, it put being the stand-up comedian on the shelf, but also allowed a chance for the content creator to come out and, you know, be more creative and, and, and get more work done since we're not touring right now and we're all at home. It uh, just gave me a chance to sit down and think of and work on more things that I've been wanting to do, like more web series, 
more video concepts, uh, more uh, live stream concepts as well. So uh, it, I felt it was it was helpful in that sense to uh, to further develop the content creator that's in me as well. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna go on a bit of a commercial break. I guess we will go on a little bit of commercial break. Shinadu, would you stay with us and talk to us some more after the break? Of course, you gotta pay those bills. I understand. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we'll be right back after this break. Yep. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back, guys. And if you have not downloaded the Anchor.fm, do it. Do it and start making your own podcast today. Right. Right now. Immediately. Do it right now, guys. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, Shinadu. All right. Thank you so much. We're going to get into the fun round of questions now. The fun round of oh. questions, yes. Okay. Actually, first, one, yeah. first of all, this one's actually serious. Forget what I just said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Corn or flour tortillas? Oh, this Which one, one? Oh, flour tortillas yes. for me. Okay, I'm flour. the oddball. Corn. No, flour. Yes. Cause I feel, cause the thing with corn tortillas, they're good though. But I, but like I don't like the way they crumble sometimes. Like yeah. a flour tortilla, yeah. a flour tortilla is my made to to hold the weight of all the things in there. Sometimes and sometimes the the the, the flour one will kind of like come apart midway, and now you got like a half torta, and now I'm upset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I'm telling you, if you guys like Lupe, Lupe tortillas, they have the best corn tortillas on the planet. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with flour. All right. <laughs> I'm going to try them, though. Okay. The corn tortilla. I will try that. <laughs> What's your favorite city? Houston, Texas. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen or heard while on tour? Um, I had someone dress up as a giant pandulce at one of my shows before. <laughs> that was... um, that, that was hilarious because, like, they came to the show... And they're like, hey, because uh, uh, I had like a meet and greet line. Like they came regular, but they was like, hey, man, I got a costume I wanted to show you. And I was like, I bought it as soon as I saw that video. And I was like, what is going to come at? He came as a giant concha. I don't know where he got this costume That's from, awesome. but it was, it was amazing. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is this. <laughs> he, he like, he like, will you sign it? I was like, I, of, of course, I have to. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's time to write the story of your life. So who will play you and why? Um, man, who would play me? Uh-huh. Um, probably Chadwick Boseman. I would say I would like him to play me. Yeah, yeah. that's a good pick. It's a good pick. Yeah, that is a good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which fictional character would be the most boring to meet in real life? Uh, let me see. Uh, probably the most boring. Okay, give me, give me, give me ten seconds. Because there's actually a few I have. I'm like, man, I think it would really be boring. Like, because it didn't really. Um, okay, I'll say this. Um, I would say probably Captain Ahab and Moby Dick. Oh yeah. yeah. Just just being out in the oh, because it sounds exciting in theory. But you're just out in the water all day. <laughs> you're just you're just out there, and like there's no TV, there's nothing going on. You're just there. Everybody smells. Yeah. And then when there's finally some action, it's really like kind of like, well, this is exciting, but I could also kind of die, you know. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I was like, yeah. this yeah. sucks. <laughs> Captain Ahab would, yeah. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. <laughs> you could take five things to a desert island. What would they be? Five things to a desert island? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the first things I would take would be Aladdin's genie, the lamp. Uh, <laughs> um, I would, uh, I would take, um, hmm. It's five things, right? Five things. Right. Five things. Okay. Okay. Five things. I would also take a giant beach resort. I transferred. I <laughs> uplifted. I take it. Um, I would also. Take a a Chevy, a Chevy truck, Chevy pickup truck, because I need, I, I gotta get around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and a cell phone, that's cell phone things. with dope Wi-Fi. That's four things. That's four. Oh. That's four things. Oh, it's fifth, and the fifth one would be ah, it would have to be a camera. Got to make videos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to make videos. Mm-hmm. But how are you gonna get off the island? That is what the Aladdin's lamp is for. Oh, I'm gonna get him. Go. Boom, boom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. got that. You got me. You're thinking. Like Genie, get us out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite comedian? Uh, Dave Chappelle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you had to become an inanimate object for a year, what would the object be? Um. Hmm. I would. Ooh, that's a good question. If, if, I, could be, have, uh, huh? if I could be an inanimate object yeah. for a year. For a mm-hmm. year, what would you be? Um, I would love to be. I I would love to be a statue in a major park, just to see all the different people, walks of life, different things, the uh, festivals, all that, like year round. That I think that would be pretty good. Like in something like a really like bustling park, or maybe somewhere in Times Square. That would, like that. Like, that would be. You could people watch. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, people watch all day. It's always something to see. I could be that bull that's in Times Square. That one right there. Up It'd be uh, yeah. be that boy, or or this or, or the Statue of Liberty. That and see, you see a lot. That's, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. What is the most ridiculous thing someone has tricked you into believing? Um, that oh, I have to say that'll be my dad. He tricked me into believing. That I could not be a successful comedian. He tra- there you go. <laughs> yep. uh, I think I definitely would think that one. Uh, just to go along the lines of that, you need that you have to go to to college and you have to follow a certain path to be successful. Not saying school, not saying school isn't important because school is important, but right. every path doesn't have to involve you getting a master's or a PhD or spending ten years of your life in school. You know, some things if you have the dream. And you work hard, you can achieve it, but it's not going to come easy either way, you know? That's true. That's true. What advice would you give to people who want to become a comedian? Um, I would say, uh, first, uh, and I, and I, I don't even, I don't even mean for this to be funny. Uh, do not quit your day job. If you want to be a comedian, I would say, uh, make sure that job is secure. Um, always be honest with your perspective because uh, honestly, uh, paying co- pay comedy really sucks. Until <laughs> so, so you never want to be that person. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just quit my job and just give it, just give it a shot. Do not do that. Yeah. Um, right, right. But, uh, but, but, um, I would say, uh, you know, uh, work, work the job, make a budget to for for comedy stuff. Um, because to be a comedian, it, it, you know, it, 
you do have to invest in it some whatever i would say you know use that job save money get yourself a good camera a good laptop make your online presence known of course uh funny videos commentary um and when it comes to your stand-up just be honest uh be yourself don't copy other comedians uh uh express your your voice from your perspective and always be true to yourself that's great that's great yeah it is So, Shannon, 2020 has been, you know, historic on so many levels with the pandemic, with um, the movements that are going on now. And we're only like seven months in. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> I know, man. It feels like it feels like we've been here for like three years already. Yeah, yeah it does. Mm-hmm. It really does. How do you think future generations will view this year thus far? Uh, well, I, I think about this often. Well, all the things that have happened this year. I sit back and I just tell myself that I know for a fact that what's going on in this year, this is going to be in our kids' history books a decade from now. And that is going to be in there. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a whole chapter. Like, I'm waiting for my daughter to come home one day and say, and say, hey, we're talking about the coronavirus in 2020 and all that. And it's and it's 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 very, very, uh, very important to me that that we all do what, what we can do to, to make sure we make this a positive 2020 and and make sure we we do all we can to make sure the next generation when they view this they'll see they'll at least say hey it started off bad but hey at least they ended strong you know yeah uh-huh. absolutely. absolutely absolutely what is the one thing you want your fans to know about you um that i truly love comedy um this was never a plan B, plan C thing. Like, I wanted to do this uh, ever since I was 12 years old. And when I say that I give my all to the comedy and all my efforts, that I want you guys to truly believe it. I care about every single fan. And I'm not a perfect person, but I always just want my work and things to know, always to highlight that just because you're not a perfect person does not mean you can't do great things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. awesome advice yeah what can we expect next from you um uh, uh currently now um we're uh we just uh we just released uh the dates for uh for the laughter is healing reloaded tour last night actually uh just upload those dates um we've uh we've condensed the calendar of uh, condensed it to certain dates and they're they're spread apart uh to of course ensure that uh many people have time to quarantine check be sure that nothing is contracted or anything like that and of course, the venues are modified, altered for uh, for uh, for for COVID protocols. So it's the tour. Um, currently uh, working on the taping for the third special, and uh, right now, and of course, ironically, this was uh, the summer that uh, we're supposed to begin production for African Dad the movie. However, oh wow, yeah, that was uh, that was that was scheduled to be uh, filming. We're supposed to film this month. It's supposed to start in July. Pre-production supposed to begin in March. We're supposed to uh, start filming in July with the uh, with the expectation of a January release date. That was the original plan. However, uh, we'll uh, we've delayed it, and uh, and we're just actually uh, going to be uh, re meeting uh, to to set up our uh, our new production date for 2021. The movie will still happen. It will just literally just be a year late. So that's go. just but, that. But it will still be on the way, and I'm very very excited about it. Oh wow, we can't uh, wait. Yep. That's gonna be that's gonna be really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now before you go, can you tell everyone where they can find you on social media and where they can see you on the news in the mornings and 
where they can find your merch and so on and so forth. Where can they find any and all things Shinadu? Okay, no problem. Uh, you can find all things all things Shinadu, of course, at my website, www.shinadoogu.com. My first and last name, .com. Uh, you can find the uh, links to my tickets there, links to my videos on there. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Everything is my first and last name, at Chinaduogu. Uh, you can also catch me on the number one morning show in Houston, H-Town Rush, uh, on Channel 11, uh, weekday mornings from, uh, I believe, uh, from 4.30 to 7 a.m. We're on there. I'm normally on around 6. You can also catch me on the number one sports show in our city, uh, Sports Extra Sunday Nights. Uh, I'm very happy to always uh, to be a part of KHOU, great TV station. And uh, all merch, everything like that's available at the website as well. Awesome. Right. Well, thank, thank you, you for so being much. on. Yeah, thank you for being on. We have truly enjoyed talking with you. And when everything starts going and the movie gets up and running, would you definitely come back on the show? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right. It, it would be it would be my honor. Likewise, and we let us know how we can help promote, and we're on it too. Yep. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, gang guys, for having me. Thank you so thank much. You. Will you take care, take care, and we'll see you soon. Bye. See you soon. Yeah, yeah. Bye, bye. Did you enjoy our season finale with Shinadu? Well, if you aren't following him, stop listening now and head over and add him to your list. We are thankful for his time, and I thank you guys for making season one amazing. Stay tuned for season two, and I'll see you guys later. Peace.